Okay. We are currently live. Yes. The wife has gone to the flea market. Dog is curled up under the desk. Let's get dwarfy. The Sunday Skypers. Burning Beards. Beliefs of Ulfkel has a bunch of them. Right, okay, and I think uh, you're kind of in the same boat. We're, we're at that sort of cusp where uh, last time it was re- revealed that Roar uh, had sent some scouts ahead and they had, with with uh, this dwarf guide that he had, or this mysterious sort of odd dwarf that he had met in in the tunnels, and um, he had sent them ahead to sort of scout things out, the Doom Gates, um, mm-hmm. but they didn't return in a couple of days, and now he was nervous, and uh, yeah, we were going to scout things out, but we were going to do it in sort of um, fast-forward format, so not yeah. losing any time. Uh, so I'm probably going to start somewhere in the scouting process and, and the expedition moving along, so I think uh, yeah. with stuff okay. happening, you can always amend and add things, and I'm going to make sure to yeah. stop to do that. Otherwise, I think your beliefs are just, you know, sitting there waiting to be... Tapped, yeah. Yes. In in the deep, dark, chasm-like darkness of the underway. The scoria-adjacent underway side tunnels somewhere. We have Flint and Bruna, who are out on a scouting outing. Okie dokie. <laughs> Makes sense. All right, and you're 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 uh, having an eye out because uh, uh, some of the other scouts have mentioned uh, uh, spotting goblin tracks and traces and such. So yeah, you're 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 keeping an eye out. You're strolling along, and Bruna is in a sort of uneasy mood, and not just because of uh, the goblin rumors. You know, after being that way in silence for a bit, she turns to Flint and goes, Flint, um. I have I have a really bad feeling about this. No, and I'm not just saying I'm not just saying this because of um, oh, for fuck's sake, that's not the page I wanted. <laughs> no, I, I want that as a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> so, spit it out. <laughs> and not just because of um, princess poisoning and the deaths and and everything. Yeah, so I think something is really amiss here. That elf we met up top, I, I don't know, his words are beginning to to disturb me. They, they were they were just, you know, nice musical words at first, but then the whole idea of, you know, dragons and such. I, I guess what I'm saying is you have my back, right? Absolutely. I, I back up all of my scouts, as you're included in that. I don't make any exceptions for your history. Just... Brush that thought out of your head. Right, right. But yeah, okay. So, and well, then I'll, I'll. I'm not asking you to leap into the jaws of a fictional dragon or or anything <laughs> like that. You've got a strong arm and a powerful crossbow. You don't need to put yourself into any mortal danger. No, no, I know, I know that. I'm, I'm just, um, I, I just have a feeling that maybe mortal danger is going to come looking for us anyway. Well, we are in unexplored territory. (laughs) So maybe less chatting and more focusing. Yes, yes. Um, But but it's good to know you you have my back. and and, um, Always. If it's in my power to look out for you 
and do the you know service in kind then um you know by my family i will i appreciate that bruna as long as i don't get shot in the back i think we'll be doing fine i'll try not to point this your way thank you thank you you don't smell like a goblin yet well that was several weeks ago (laughs) (laughs) how about you guys uh make a perception test now that you're down here and um having an eye out I'll give you a bonus um, bonus die from Bruno. Yay! Let's make it an orb three. Okay. Hey, we actually have a reasonable chance at that. Just um, just Todd and Bruno. Uh, not Todd and Bruno. You go. Well, yeah. Now, it's, doing, it's, <laughs> now I'm doing the the apocalypse. Okay. Is, is there any advantage to uh, burning fate and uh, re-rolling those sixes to get exceptional detail? Not really. I'd, lo- I'd love for you to have an excuse to spend your fate. So can but, I do it uh, anyway? So it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> looks like a nine, size nine kids, yes. <laughs> so that's not, that's not really what this is about. So um, with, with great skill and panache, I see. Yes. You're just uh, making your way through this little cramped court in some kind of a uh, <laughs> suburb, some pre-hold, some hold that is, uh, is very much adjacent to, to deep old Scoria. Oh, it's, and it's, the, it's outer Scoria. <laughs> yeah, right, right, outer Scoria, yeah, right. And through the bars of, uh, of uh, sort of a rotting doorway that leads out to, to one of the underway passages proper, you see shapes moving, and Bruna quickly douses or hides, uh, you know, your lantern in her cloak. And you can hear this sort of uh, padding as of, as of naked clawed feet and, and this soft rasp as of, uh, as of uh, you know, bits of armor chafing against uh, other bits of armor and knives sort of chafing against each other. Clanking. Not clanking. It's more like someone is moving or several someones are moving stealthily through the passage ahead. Uh, and their armor pieces and weapons are abutting or, or sort of grinding occasionally. No one seems to be speaking, but, but it definitely seems to be, you know, a stealthy, and by the sound of the footsteps, you know, a stealthy goblin bunch. Hmm. Are they heading towards the company or towards Scoria? You would say that by the route they're taking, they're rather heading company-ward. You know, they're they're going past this uh, this sort of hole that you've been going through. I motioned to Bruna, and we are going to follow them. And if they get too close and get to be all sneaky, I think we can ruin their surprise for them. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, it, it won't be much trouble to sort of wait for them to pass by. But it takes, I mean, there are a lot of them, you've noticed, after just a little while, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're, it's not quite scouts. No, it, it's not. You know, if, if there had been like four or five of them, no worries. But it seems to be like surely 50 by now. Well, aren't we in a hard spot? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're going the same way that we would have gone. So we can't run ahead to warn the, the company. You could backtrack and, and um, you know, take back passages. Yeah, it, it's, it's been, back, if, if you will, in a very, very quiet voice, almost like gravel. We've got, <laughs> we've got to warn the company, and as, as soon as uh, hopefully we're out of earshot, I'll I'll run like uh, well, 
the courier I used to be <laughs> and, and move full tilt and hope Bruna can keep up. All right. So first first uh, step to this plan is, is getting away without uh, anyone noticing you. And there are a lot of uh, burning points of uh, points of burning red eyes glowing in the dark like torches. Right. So um, it will be a stealthy test to get away scot free uh, if that's your intention. 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 Intent. Uh, yes. Yes. It definitely uh, is. Um, let's see. There are quite a lot of them. They see devilishly well in darkness. So. But at the same time, there are a lot of them, so they create their own background noise. Yeah, yeah. You do have a lantern under a under under, under a cloak. Because right. I was a bastard that way. I'm gonna say it's eh, I'll say an ob five and oh holy cats You have heavy mail, don't you? That I think Maybe. makes it an ob that but it's, <laughs> it's dwarven mail though. It's the quality stuff. Oh yeah, it is, it is. It just means that you're not you're not personally uh, encumbered by it, right? It's it's perfectly proportioned. However, it does clink a little, just like theirs do. But, you know, theirs are louder. Uh, and that gives you a, an extra obstacle. Now, this is an ob six. I'm definitely going to let Bruna help you with a die. So don't, you know, worry too much about that. <laughs> I've, there's a more obstacles than I have dice, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as usual, you can spend one fate... Three persona and up to one deeds on any one test. Well, could he so, also uh, bring in tunnel wise to help fork it in? Not just getting away from the um, from the the bulk of the party. Yeah, unless you give me a really compelling like explanation. No, the, I probably fork tunnel wise in when I'm running like a bunny <laughs> to get back quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I'm looking at four dice. <laughs> Where was that ball um, I had before? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you're as stealthy as three then, with and then a, a bonus from Bruna, from Bruna yeah. makes it four. Hey, uh, you got four persona, hey. <laughs> you have a bunch of persona. That, that could be useful. I, th- I throw that in before or after? Before. If you fail, there are, will be complications. It won't necessarily be discovered. That wouldn't necessarily be the most interesting thing, but... Uh, there will definitely, definitely be complications. Oh, this, this, this is uh, as evil and nasty as it may be. I, I'm going to spend three persona because if we don't successfully get away and warn the company, it could be a slaughter. Could be. And I, I am really keen on like protecting the company. Because so, <laughs> we're a long way from home. <laughs> Too bad it doesn't, uh, you know, cover any of your greed um, idioms. <laughs> greed, he's too damn nice. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, if, yeah, if I dump three persona, that gives me up to seven dice. That uh, gives me at least a fighting chance. So you need to uh, maybe amend a belief so you can at least get uh, persona back for accomplishing this. That is a good example, right? You could write uh, like a tail end statement for for get the the party safely to Scoria, like warn the the expedition before the. Oh, you, know, you have to you have to write warn the expedition. Sounds very reasonable. I, I will make sure the party gets the Scoria deep safely. So this definitely falls in that. Let's see. Where is 
my missing persona. There we go. Down to one. Ah, this better work, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you quick, can't quick. spend fate one, once you've rolled, right, to explode oh. sixes, so it's not, it's okay. not super, super. Oh, so hold on. We're this means seven. that it's a, it, it's a challenging uh, stealthy test, isn't it? You should mark that if you haven't. Don't forget to mark your persona you spent on it, too. You spent, you spent uh, right, it was stealthy, but you spent your, um, your deeds on. One of these days, that's actually going to pay off. <laughs> yeah, yes. And now, now you have a challenging test. So now all you need is uh, two more routine tests, and, and it goes up. Okay, well, yeah. let's, let's first of all uh, see if we live to uh, do that. Okay. I'm not going to kill Holy you. Holy <laughs> What you, oh, Evey. Look at all those traitors. Yeah. Can I describe this? <laughs> you know, you can, you can uh, go ahead and, and start, and then I'll cut in and, and uh, sort of... Uh, as, as we are yeah. trying to uh, sneak away, Bruna trips, drops the lantern, and it spills, creating a burning pool of oil. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lights the place it, up. Yes, yes. I mean, it's that bad. Yeah, what do you <laughs> so I got right, right. unsuccess on seven dice. All right, all right. Not only that, her cloak t- catches fire, and in a panic, she backs o- away and falls into the unsafe, unrailed well pit in the center of the court, going, ah, in a sort of burning, you know. Please, please tell me there's a splash there. You don't hear one. You, you hear a lot of, of uh, sudden sort of, you know, out from the wow. from across, um, yeah, from underway. Yeah. But you also don't hear a thud either. There are a lot of voices, you know, clanging blades and uh, and roars and and sort of, you know, they're trying to break down the um, the flimsy rotten wooden barred sort of gate into. Well, well, into <laughs> well we look down the well pit and see if there's a Bruna there. <laughs> Okay. Um, or it could be one would hope that more like a cistern than a well. <laughs> is it, if it's not lit, that's probably a good thing. If it is lit, that's a bad thing. It, it's a bit tough to see uh, well. No, no, I can see well, well. Because <laughs> <laughs> you peer down and you... And, and you I will shout because it doesn't matter anymore. Bruna! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so what you see is down there in the dark somewhere, uh, there's flame, uh, so uh, there's not water. You hear an echoed, Flint, help! I think I broke something. And we'll climb down, one would hope, the nice accessible flagstones. (laughs) As stupid as it sounds, (laughs) the well is Uh, probably the safest place. (laughs) How about you give me a hold-wise ob two? Just to establish that that they definitely would have climbable stones inside the well. Well, of course, people fall down wells all the time, and how do you think they made it to begin with? <laughs> and you have to I keep them clean. Hold, hold, hold. B3. So it's like, yeah, we're just throwing down uh, with the skills. Okay. However, I want you to realize that if you go down after Bruna, chances are you won't be able to help the expedition in time. But we just had this, this discussion about uh, she has my back, and I'm not going to leave her. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, now, I will throw in this. It is a well, which means that it used to have running water, probably, which means there's probably a riverbed. Could be. Could be. That would be interesting. 
I uh, got one six. I burning a fate point got a four, so I got my two successes. Yay! Okay, so yes, there are so, convenient handholds that even goblins could use. That you are well, about. yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so so hold wise. That was routine. Yep. Yes. And also burnt fate. Okay. And uh, yes, we 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 will. Gingerly climb down and uh, see what we can do to, to uh, apply some first aid, I suppose. Yeah, okay. So you, see, you I'm going to I'm going to hit all my skills. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you swing down and begin to climb down. As you hear the the gate give way and uh, goblins spilling into the court above, uh, and you're you're just about down. You know, you, you have to leap the last bit, because it opens into this sort of, let's go with the John's suggestion, it's an underground kind of riverbed, and it opens up into this uh, sort of subterranean tunnel where the river went through at one point, uh, and it's now just a trickle, and down there on the rocks, on the slick sort of uh, slab-like uh, rocks, Bruna's just lying there with uh, one of her legs at an unpleasant angle, is groaning. As you get down there, uh, that's when when you can hear voices, you know, above, like, ah, that Dwarfs come down the well. We go get them now. Yes, yes, they're right on your heel, right? Right on your heel. That or, or that or you can find a big pot of oil and start pouring it down. One or the other. How resourceful. <laughs> As I'm stomping out the little bits of burning Bruna, uh, <laughs> I will shout back up the well, first one down, first one dies. <laughs> Oh, you can hear a medley of voices. I only see two of them. We can take them right away. Get the arrows. Get the what? Arrows. Arrows. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, hey, uh, let's drag Bruno out from <laughs> where we got <laughs> out. <laughs> you know what? That sounds like a power test to do it in an expedient fashion before, you know, they pepper you with... um. Uh, well, I'm surprised I've said some dragging. It's Bruno who will get shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the possibility. No, hopefully, let's see, power five. Well, Bruno's, uh, now, uh yes. I, I'm, I'm gonna say it's, she has a gear on. You're a decently built young dwarf. Easy peasy. <laughs> the first that can happen, you know, that she's impaled on a stalactite, might, whichever, whichever. Do you care if, if, if you hurt her in this process? I would prefer not to, because I think I've got this set of broken leg to begin with, so. I'll, I'll call that an ob four. Not to hurt her and, and, and get her away and yourself away from, from their, you know, arrow shooting fine stuff. Just a bad day to be a dwarf, isn't it? Well, I, I don't want to spend any persona on this, unfortunately. But I do have five versus four, so that there, there, there's a chance there. That's one, two, three successes right there. And I have a six, so we will, of course, burn a fate point. Hey, I'm finding, finally getting to burn all those fate points. <laughs> uh oh, a little bit too slow. All right. Uh, given a choice, I would rather present my back to, to the goblins and uh, drag Bruna safely without harming her. And, and if they get to shoot a few arrows at me, this is where we uh, see how good dwarven male is. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, um, just remember, males a bunch of little holes when you look at we look at arrows. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a good angle, but we're talking maximum deflection here. <laughs> First of all, that was a difficult uh, power test, so record that if you haven't already. And a fate as well. Okay, so in the process of, of, of dragging her away, and she, you know, grits her teeth and goes, Arr! as you grab hold of her and, and pull, she goes, no, Flint the Armalist! But uh, you're already sort of heaving, and yeah. uh, uh, one of the arrows hits the Armalist where it is, and it starts to sort of um, slide down into the, whatever, wherever this tunnel is going. Uh, so you lost Bruna's stuff. But you are out of the danger zone for the present, right? Crap, now it just means you can't shoot back. I forgot about the arbalest. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that would have been good to be able to shoot back. That's what I get for thinking like an axe bearer. Is that our uh, cliffhanger when we switch scenes? Or do you want to try to resolve this? Hey, uh, how about uh, you test your tunnel-wise to see if you can figure out a way... Uh, an escape route, and then we'll sort of okay. switch. B3, what's our difficulty? We have a natural river. Um, I, I'd say it's, it's just a graduated test. Uh, let's, let's see how well you, you um, build tunnels and read them. The more successes you get, the, the, the closer and better a, a tunnel you find. Ah, oh dear. I think I'm going to spend my... Uh, Last persona, because we've got to find a way out, and hopefully one that leads back to the uh, company. Oh, yes. So that will bring us to four dives. Actually, actually, that's a good point. That's a good point. You want to find a tunnel that leads back to the company, not one that leads into Scoria or somewhere else stupid, right? Well, that's, that would be your intent, I presume. Or, yes. Okay, here's a question. Do you want to find uh, an expedient escape route? That also leads to the expedition, or do you just want to find a, an expedient exp escape route? If it's just an expedient escape route, just get away from the goblins, it's a graduated test. If it's a tunnel that you also wish lead to the expedition, it's an op 3. We'll go with the uh, one that leads to the company, because, okay. well, I'm a scout, and I know this kind of crap, and I, I have an unerring sense of direction, because I'm a dwarf, <laughs> so this is like, we need to go this way. Okay. And so we're, we're going to throw down our last persona. Uh, does Bruna have any skills that would add to tunnel-wise? Oh, I, this is the point where I really should have made <laughs> Stare more out. of an effort to burn her up instead of writing down the odd sort of, I'm sure she has about this. <laughs> okay, well, if she if she follows the model of a scout, then most likely she yeah. does tunnel-wise. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be able to lend you a, a tunnel-wise helping die. Okay. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Obstacle three. That's not that bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, because of this type of role, if I spend a fate point, is it like one that leads? Oh, what? Oh, what do you know? This well, this river connects our well to where the camp is located. If if I get more successes on this, not not really. Oh. <sighs> I'm, I'm trying. Annoying, I'm know. trying. You may you may still need those fate points. We'll see. I've got 19, dude. <laughs> I don't roll that. This, this is the most sixes I've rolled, I think, in any session. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, at least in, in the next season, I plan to at least try to bring in more scripted okay. contests, right? So uh, that was yeah. a, I had five dice, three plus a loner plus persona. 
So is that a routine? Yes. Okay. Man, and my persona just went to zero. So no, no more dice rolling. I'm good. I'm quite oh, you happy. Spent, I'm at. You, you spent your last persona? Yes. <laughs> I made you spend your last persona. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> this was important to me. Uh, <laughs> you know, goblins could really hurt if they get an ambush going. <laughs> Since I did have these luscious sixes, what's the possibility that the route that we need to go is in the same direction that the arbalests led? Uh, no. Low. That was a consequence. That ah, was a consequence. Okay. Not, not, In that case, we need to go uphill and the arbalest went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. She is not going to be a happy camper. Okay, so yeah, you, you spy, yeah, whatever aperture, um, you know, whatever crack or whatever uh, appears in the in the darkness, and and you know, he Bruna that way, and she's sort of half up on on one knee, helping you along, swearing. Yeah, it's, don't worry, don't worry, so we'll get you back and slate will get you all fixed up. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to cut that one off. No. <laughs> no, that, that would be stone boats. That would be stone boats. It's <laughs> the chance of me botching another routine operation in one day, eh? <laughs> Did I leave that knife out? Oh, uh. <laughs> it is that knife. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's too much adventure for Flint, so let's let's switch the spot. Yeah, all, all she's saying is, is like, you owe me an arbalest. <laughs> I told you I had your back, not your arbalest. So, 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 so you get back to camp. So does he get back to camp before the goblins show up? No. If, if he had left Bruna there to certain mm-hmm, uh, dinner, then uh, yes, yes, definitely. Of course I would have. I would have honored that sacrifice and, and had you, you know, mm-hmm. been forewarned. This is when I give a, a small crocodile tear for the fact that Slate is not here to warn you with his sixth sense. Well, we are a bit on guard because we know yes. there's this mysterious dwarf and there's strange things going on. So, Oh, yeah. And and the, the story of, of there possibly being goblets here is certainly in camp as well. Yeah. So, so it's not like you know you're walking around la 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 la, you know, <laughs> trusting your scouts to. Uh, I, I do imagine him walking around. Uh, he's the type that will baleful stare and slap people and says, so "Like, pay attention." <laughs> <laughs> and then probably shout at somebody, "Where are my scouts?" <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> no, he'd be using more his galvanizing presence too. Oh, I see. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so what? It's 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 Siggy Bird running around in, uh, before and about him, you know, going shape up. The prince is here. <laughs> or no, he's running around every time I have a a random thought, like oh oh, you need to go uh, tell them to secure this, and uh, oh oh, go go tell uh, Roar that we need some more men down this tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the expedition is making its way through one of the uh, main thoroughfares that leads. Not thoroughfares, you got main roads, underway roads that leads uh, toward the doom gates, according to your maps. You're, you're busying yourself and, and taking uh, reports as they come in and um, so forth. Oh, bugger. Uh, I realize I maybe uh, issued a, a, an erroneous test at uh, Todd. It should have been observation, of course, to finding stealthy characters. It's, that's something for the errata. <laughs> My mistake. So, 
Does any of you other dwarves of the company expedition here have observation as an open skill? Maybe Ulfkel? Yes, I do. I have it. B4. I wonder wonder what enemies the brewer has been looking out for that the scout hasn't quite, you know... (laughs) You gotta keep an eye on those damn apprentices, you know. <laughs> they skulk around and steal beer and I <laughs> sleep on the job. I'm staying on top of a wagon and watching everything, looking around, you know, in case you're looking up and looking out and then looking back down, you know. If anyone knows look me looking up scanning across, that's when I see woo. <laughs> let rats get into the the <laughs> Change your name to the, the Eagle of Moral. <laughs> the Eagle Eye Troll Dicing Spider Breaker of Moral. Nog Stealing. <laughs> Trying to get away from that reputation, I, I, I gather. Okay, so, uh, that, so you want me to make an obs test, alright? Let's make it an obs three. That's, that'll be a routine. And I think at this point, uh, I mean, you have been keeping an eye on stuff, uh, but mm-hmm. maybe you're, you're closer to the front. Maybe you're delivering beer to the prince. So yeah. you're both in sort of clutch for the, the head of the um, train. I really can't see anything else I can bring into it, but I can make my chances better by, I have six persona. I'll spend two, take up to a six. Oh, he's not as reckless as Flint. Wow. Um, Roll to five. And I, I gather, you know, popping that won't do me any good. No, there's no problem. But I rolled a five. But that is great. That is uh, fantastic. You have all the successes you need. Stand there and I go, I grab the, I grab the prince by the shoulder. My liege, goblin! <laughs> right, so I'm, I'm, you see, in the distance, in the sort of half dark, uh, in the gently sloping road, in one of the side passages, uh, you see the, this pair uh, of glowing red eyes blinking and peering. And they're far too close and far too near and, and totally beyond your, uh, inside of your, you know, scout, scout radius. Right, yes. well, in that case, it won't be just my leech, it'll be Goblin! <laughs> Right. Create a panic. I'm sure the prince will appreciate that. Two arms! Two arms! <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, but the, that's where he starts shouting out commands. You know, he's prepared for this sort of eventuality of, if we get ambushed, this is the, this is yes. the way we will form our ranks. Awesome. I'm going to give you an advantage die for that. But before anything else happens... One of these supports for a uh, an underway passage that runs above you that sort of goes into this um, this tunnel like a kind of overpass just inexplicably explodes. Shrapnel uh, of, of stone and dust fly everywhere, and there's this whole breaking up of concentration, and you know the dwarves are just going oh, and and the animals start shrieking for a space. There's just there's just this um. Chaos. Yes, chaos and uh, just a cloud of choking debris-filled dust rolling out in over the expedition, and it's sort of clouding the whole forward view, right? So there's a bit of chaos. And on top of this, now you begin to hear all these war drums from four different directions, and 
this horrible sound of the goblins uh, have these horns with uh, a frightful sound in them that just rolls in like uh, blood-curdling screams and thunder. And so I'm giving you uh, advantage dice for uh, command here, uh, Mr. Prince. But first of all, I'm going to want all of you to make a steel test with an obstacle plus three because of the, the creepy horns and the surprise and all that. Not the surprise so much as... Well, just us two, because... The explosion, right? <clears throat> yeah, because uh, our scout's not here yet. Yeah, right, right. I'm it's thinking it's if Slate were here. Uh, I, I'll try not to do that. Right, so is it out of four? You have a hesitation somewhere, right? It's, it should be oh. your it, ten minus your will. Oh, okay, five. Right. Okay, and then you add three. Oh, so it's an eight, so I got to be eight with six dice. Well, I'm going to spend that fate. Yeah, and I just got four. Four uh, successes. I, sh- I should say that uh, Steel is, is open-ended by default, so in this case, you can spend a fate to re-roll one traitor. Okay, I'll do that. That means I'm just going to hesitate only for three rounds. Uh, not turns, not rounds, actions. So actions, not, three actions. Standing there for like 20 seconds going, ah, it's um, snappy yeah. stuff. Oh, and you get to choose. Would you like to stand and drool, run screaming, uh, fall prone and beg for mercy, uh, uh, swoon? swoon? Swooning is good, I hear. I think just the variation of stand and drool, stand and with my hands across my face, you know, because of dust and dirt and all everything flying around. That sounds appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> As these uh, goblins are obviously challenging my power, they throw in a greed. Uh, for steel, let's see. I'm not. I don't want to say no. I I, I think it's it's not totally out of uh, the realm of stuff. Ah, screw it. I'll be generous. Go ahead. Tap away. All right. So that'll add four to my B eight. What's what's your obstacle with the plus three? And B seven. Okay. We'll throw another persona to get another die there, so bring us up to uh, thirteen. Because I don't want to be standing and drooling. How many? <laughs> how many points are you? Uh, how many dice are you tapping from grief? Four. Four. Okay. Routine. That was a challenging for me. Right. I was just going to check that. Four, five, five successes, no sixes. God damn. Oh. But it is open-ended by default, so you can spend one fate and um, re-roll one traitor. All right, I'll do that. So one in six chance, at least. Hey, and it was a six, so... Hey! And it's also a six. Hey! That's, <laughs> that's seven. So I don't even need to re-roll it again, do I? Uh, no, 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 no. You don't. The, you, you have all you need. So the prince, it, uh, unlike... The entire rest of the the, uh, the expedition is not hesitating and can just leap into uh, starting uh, barking commands, and you have a, a bonus die for that, since everyone was kind of ready. And using my command, I can reduce all these people who are standing and drooling to get them yes. to actually do something. Yes, exactly so. So, uh, you know, there was only... Yeah, that's why you're the prince. <laughs> How does this mechanically work here where I'm rallying my... What you want is to get as many successes as possible. And I th- uh, the obstacle is the amount of hesitation, which I think for most dwarves here is going to be four. Obviously, the commanding characters can't be hesitating doing this, and he is not. Uh, I should uh, test Roar and see if he can help you. Good idea. That would totally make sense. 
So his hesitation would be five. Is where is the steel? The eight. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to roll this openly here. Uh, oh, oh, I see sixes. I see four sixes. Uh, so that's uh, two successes, surprises. six successes, and then four more dice, I guess. Helps to be a veteran of the Goblin Wars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One more success. So seven, and I guess he's hesitating, but only for one, you know, Damn. <laughs> well, for his hesitation, I, I like that. Damn. So, not again! <laughs> so you're not getting his two helping dice. Sorry. But the obscure is four. What is, what is our prince's command? Five. Oh, it shouldn't be too hard, though. We know how the dice can be. Let's see. Could I fork in anything like my strategy? Because, like I said, we've planned for these sort of contingencies, so it's kind of drilled into them on how they're supposed to react. Uh, no, but uh, if you have con- conspicuous, eh, that's totally cool. You know, eh, if you're visible and make yourself visible. You also have oratory, I know, so you can fork in oratory. And you have that bonus dive from uh, being forewarned. You could conceivably say that's the strategy bit. If it were a linked test, right, and you totally were aware that they were coming over the hill, right, then then you could prepare in in a in a strategy kind of way, uh, more specifically tailored to their um stuff. All right, so then I'm up to eight now. Uh, six and uh, se- seven for oratory. Uh, do you have conspicuous? Yes. Okay, so uh, yeah, eight. So is this like graduated in the sense that? The more I get, the, the more of the rounds I reduce. This is an excellent question. You need four to reduce the hesitation by one, and every subsequent success uh, reduces uh, the hesitation more. No, actually, a margin of success is abstracted from all hesitation. So, yeah, a- any success over four, apparently. But it says the obstacle is the amount of hesitation, so you should succeed when you hit it. So... I'm inclined to go with the first. So if you get four successes, that makes it so at least Roar is not drooling. If you get seven successes, then that means no dwarf in the entire expedition is hesitating. If you get six successes, then uh, vaguely steely people like the veterans and uh, an Ulfkel uh, are not hesitating. So I'll throw in a persona to give me the nine dice. Want to tap your greed again? Uh, if I can, then I'm not sure. I'll do another routine. Maybe, greed. maybe, maybe tap the full greed this time. Nah. <laughs> Just my routine greed then. So instead, that'd give me that give me a twelve. Should give you a decent chance. Five, six, seven. Seven. Sixes. Yeah, well, actually, now I have a call on my Galvanine presence, so I re-roll all traders. Yeah, yeah. Finally, it comes Three, into play. Four, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. Two arms. Start shouting out, you know, roar, take the left flank, uh, Scully, go get the rear. No, 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 you, you have to, you, this is where you met, you're, you're so quickly on the battlefield. No, this is where I shout out commands and I say, Ulka, shut up and get your axe. <laughs> <laughs> I got my hammer. I'm better with my hammer at close combat. <laughs> get your hammer, yep. I already have it. It's where my instincts would keep your weapon handy. So you're actually carrying the hammer, which is two-handed, not rather the light axe. Well, the axe is hanging from my belt. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It would be appropriate, since given the information you uh, you had been given previously, <laughs> to bear all possible arms. <laughs> yeah, it has to be a two-handed hammer, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's over your shoulder when you're serving beer to people, I guess. I'm running through the uh, bracers in the back, so it's hanging there. I just reach up, pull it out, and I got it in both hands. 
you did not fail. So you are not, in fact, overrun and scattered. But the dwarves are all galvanizing under the influence of their prince, you know, shaping up, mm-hmm. linking shield to shield. And Roar's veterans are, are, you know, rushing to the front. The, you know, camp follower type dwarves are all uh, gathering behind and picking up their shoddy crossbows and little like spears and stuff and, and getting ready to and, pelt. And they're multi multi paddles and they're um, all right. <laughs> I guess they all have at least a hammer or something like that. No, I have a probably an axe. So they probably at least have a light axe. At least a tool, at least an axe, something. Yeah. And they but have barrels not, to hide behind, so that it'll be good. We have a multi platform, we have a mash ton. Just for them to hide behind and snipe from if they need to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see the battle going. <laughs> I can see the battle going horribly awry as the goblins are attacking the uh, brewing stuff. Ulfgar's like, oh, protect the bear. <laughs> I motivate him and turn him into the goblin breaker of Scoria. <laughs> <laughs> I still okay. got a deed I haven't spent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> your greed would certainly apply to protecting the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> so these. Uh, for goblins, fairly hulking shapes, uh, a great many of them, like, you're not counting, obviously, but there's a, a shock of them, uh, materializing out of, out of the choking mist. You can see that they have some kind of shoddy armor on, and they have, uh, you know, hatchet-type swords and axes and clubs, and, uh, you know, they're just roaring and spitting black saliva, and then they're, you know, upon you and, and hacking at your shield wall and stuff. From your perch in the slight back, I presume, Fandral, uh, I'm not going to say where you are in, in case you want to lead from the front. Would, would that be pr- appropriate, or would you be slightly behind and directing? Unless there's somewhere obviously that his presence is needed to help out. The shield wall and everything is, uh, you know, it's shaping up just like you want it. Everything's kind of going to plan. But there's yeah, no immediate need to rush into the mi- middle of them and, and shore something up yet. Given that, I'm going to say that you spy in the back some large kind of strange blasphemous shape with long chitinous legs, and there's some kind of lynx-eyed devil riding it. But you can't see too much more of it since it's so the, the tunnel is so choked with the, this mist. And I'm thinking I'm probably heading back to my brewers so we can rally together. And boys, remember, we pack the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell uh, our blister, shoot a flame bolt over there towards where this thing is hiding in the darkness to so try to throw, oh, cool. shoot some illumination over there. <laughs> All right, so I guess, uh, you know, a trio of arbalesters changed their um, bolts, fire off, and briefly illuminated in this, and amidst this hulking shape, it seems almost like it's some kind of, for a moment anyway, before, you know, some dark shapes fall on this uh, fire and douse it, you see lit from beneath some sort of giant stag beetle-ish creature. It's probably... Mm. Large as Ulfkel's entire brewing, uh, like <laughs> equipped. No, it, that's too like, big. Two wagons, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost like an insectoid siege engine that someone is sitting on and, and roaring from. Get those boar spears ready. <laughs> Yes, sir. And, you know, they're running back and forth. There, there's screams and uh, hacking and stuff from the wall. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time to make some kind of interesting test because you're way too safe here. I don't feel safe. <laughs> That's just because I keep announcing future badness, but uh, I haven't actually hit you yet. <laughs> I think it's been going pretty well. So 
there's not an immediacy there's not an immediate problem uh, of course except for the fact that there there are goblins pouring into the tunnel you are in from a different direction they're not you know an immediate threat right now but something has to be done about them you notice this kind of early on fandral because you have a you know complete bead on the situation but if something isn't done Soon, uh, the brewers are going to have a bunch of goblins, you know, clawing all over them. I guess we're going to start improvising some siege weapons. Where's Scully? Scully's supposed to be over there, if not flank. Scully, get over there! <laughs> <laughs> we have at least one dwarf on a pony, so we have cavalry. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I think Rory right now is going, ah, give me back, give me back, you know, <laughs> stop moving, horse, stop moving. No, I, I think we're grabbing, we're, we're grabbing long planks, we're nailing Hands to the end of one of the plank, we're putting down barrels and, and chocks behind them. We're forming imp- improvised catapults. Oh, okay, I see what you're doing. A dwarf jumps on one end, and in the and in the pan, we're putting hot coals. That'll get their attention. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's interesting. You probably will need like a, a quick uh, construction skill though what on do that you one. Test for ingenuity or like silly inspirations. That sounds like a wise stuff. Oh, wise. <laughs> Says, we got stuff. Let's use it. It's, it's MacGyver wise. There you go. It's MacGyver wise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna stop you. It doesn't sound necessarily like in fiction appropriate necessarily, but for the, yeah. us, it's totally appropriate. I know exactly what you mean. And, you know, instead of writing, <laughs> slapping yeah, something but, together from bits and strings and stuff. So it, it primarily is gonna be using my carpentry skills. Point. Sure, sure, sure. But this is just to, to whip something up like that in time to make a nuisance so you don't get, uh, you know, flanked. At the very least, they're, if they're, they're running barefoot, they won't, they won't run barefoot over hot coals. No, they won't. Why don't you test MacGyver-wise at, I don't know, uh, it doesn't sound too complicated, so... Well, it's based on perception, or...? Yeah, it's the perception. All wise is our perception. B6, but everything's doubled, of course. So that's six. I can't fork anything in because I'm learning skills. The doubled beginner's luck obstacle would be four, but it's, yeah. it's two before we double it, and that's his routine, so it, it should count toward opening MacGyver-wise. Yeah, I, got, I got four. Will it do me any good to pop the sixes, or wouldn't that, that add, actually make it more treacherous for the, for the goblins if I made it worse? Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, sure. There we go. Ah, five successes. Okay, so you, you're, you know, making your improvised catapults and, and pouring hot coals huh. in, in the pots and stuff and, and hurling it into their midst. And I think this is an excellent point to have a strategy versus test between Fandral and the Goblin Commander. And you are going to get a heck of a, a whole lot of bonus dice because you're doing everything right. You got, you got Roar out of uh, hesitation, which means... He's helping, uh, shoring up defenses. Yeah, Ulfkill's taking care of his side of um, ensuring that they're, they're not getting flanked long enough for Scully to get to his position. Uh, you have a, a great view of, uh, of the situation, even though, you know, it, it could have been gone completely haywire. I, I'd say this is for Fandral, it's a strategy plus um, three advantage dice. And it's a versus test, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to roll for um, Mr. Goblin Commander. You just hear all these, uh, yep, green. 
Uh, yep. All right, right. <laughs> you line up a, a bunch of these barrels and, and put planks yeah. on them, and the dwarves are jumping from the, I guess, of a wagon onto onto yes. or, a, upright, or an upright barrel, whichever is closest, onto yeah. the short end, flinging him into the air. Of course, the dwarves are falling on the ground, but you know, the hot tools, Yes, <laughs> we have to we have to rebuild it. We have to rebuild it every time we after we fire off a, a fusillade. Yeah, but, you that's know. that's <laughs> you know, you, you, and Of course, you know, you get to follow a bunch of the coals, and they they hit some of the goblins smack yeah. in the face. And they, you know, start screaming and uh, clawing at their faces and, and running around in circles and backing off. And, and you know, there's chaos and they're stopping long enough for, for you know, Scully's men to line themselves up and, and fling up their shields yeah. and then cleave two or three of them. It's a good thing, though. They didn't get closer because then we have to probably have to sacrifice the Nog because the Nog is flammable. <laughs> is it that high in <laughs> alcohol content? I yes, sure it's healthy for you then. Healthy <laughs> for dwarves. Yeah. It's like antifreeze. <laughs> Trixie dwarves. Trixie dwarves. Yeah, that's probably Trixie. what the goblins no. are swearing. <laughs> Trixie dwarves. Trixie. Ah. I'm not blanky because he does a great golem. <laughs> What am I going against here? You go against uh, my six dice, and you have your strategy plus three uh, advantage dice. Throw in my greed again. You're <sighs> totally free to. <laughs> oh, you want to roll first? Ideally, we'd be rolling at the same time. We can do it that way as well. Pony up whatever you think you would need. Then, you know, I'll line up and roll whenever you say roll. I'm rolling. Okay, I'm rolling. I got an atrocious result. No, that's nowhere near as atrocious. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the winner of atrocious. <laughs> so you got average. <laughs> Could have rolled better. <laughs> Would do me any good to uh, re-roll the sixes? Or uh, let's see how how many do you have above him now? Three. You have six. Six. Seven. I have seven. Seven versus your three, so I'm four above. All right. I'd say this. As it stands, you're going to break these goblins hammering at your defenses right quick. You know, more successes, I'm going to say, means you're going to force them into a route and then just be able to chop them down as you go. And the more successes you get above twice is just going to make taking down the monster thing easier. Burn that fate! Yeah. <laughs> and I got one more, so eight. Well, that's still five above. Let, let's improvise something here. Uh, you have five uh, extra successes here. You, you can spend them one for one and say, you know, I want to make sure the brewers are, are safe. Uh, I want to make sure we pull the, the, the goblins into a route. I want to make sure, you know, we have, I, I don't know, arbalesters pelting the, the commander. I want to this, this, this. You know, you can name advantages for each of your extra successes. That would be appropriate and cool. All right. So you can say, like, uh, you know, uh, and in, in, in the route, like me and, you know, my uh, closest uh, uh, close with the stag beetle thingy with the boar spears, and we're right under its belly. That's totally cool. All right. I'll throw some of those around to uh, my uh, fellow players to help with this. Cool, cool. Absolutely. So, Ulfkel can tell us about how the, the battle near the brewers is going. What kind of advantage do you ring out of it? What happens with the uh, goblins pushing in uh, toward the brewers via scolding? Scully's troops have, have formed up. They form a battle line. But we're still flinging hot coals all over their heads at the goblins because that just 
It's going to help demoralize them. Break their lungs. <laughs> and occasionally we'll throw some lantern oil in a clay pot and fling it over there. So we, it will be fire. <laughs> if this was fate, that would be an aspect. <laughs> Goblins on fire. <laughs> You're spreading out those, those successes. I'd like to borrow one. Sure. Roar, to uh, prove that he is the strongest of the dwarves, grabs one of the fallen stones and actually hurls it at one of the goblin tunnels and causes it to collapse, preventing wow. the goblins from reaching them. Just <laughs> one man catapult. Right. Oh, can I suggest another another one? Because sure. we do have one of, our, one of our one of our group missing, and they and the gums were within the within the scout ring. You know, somewhere all of a sudden from behind, there's the there's a yell, and there with, with the Bruno hanging on the side, and all the rest oh, of the scouts. No, 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 no. Nope, nope, nope. Totally Oh, well. <laughs> good, good job. Good nice, Yeah. So, so we could say there were some NPC scouts that were coming back that. Yes. Were, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got behind them. All right. So, so, uh, so, uh, sc- scouts appearing from, from their, uh, rounds land support from afar with their ar- arbalists picking off. Okay. Cool. Two more. One of them is going to be that we uh, get the dwarves armed with the boar spears closing in on this big beetle. Cool. Do we get a good look at what's on top of it yet? Sure, sure. It, it is a frothing, lynx-eyed, black-robed, bone-festooned, crazy goblin sorcerer type of critter, you think. Just spewing commands right and left, and he's not looking very happy. Ah, yeah, army's only as good as the people in it. <laughs> One of those uh, fire bolts is stuck in the carapace right next to him, so causing him some distraction. Oh, cool. That's fine. I like that. <laughs> Not quite on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would probably be going too far with that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go for, you know, picking him off or anything like that, yeah. but that, uh, those are totally cool. Okay. So that those are all things that happen as you are just thinning out the pressing goblins until they realize that they're really getting shafted, and then they revert to their usual utter cowardice and begin to scream and wail at uh, Bolt <laughs> the other direction. Run away! Run away! Between the legs of a giant stag beetle, the commander is swatting at this burning bolt uh, with his gauntleted fist like it's, uh, you know, something horrible. And yeah, you know, the odd goblin is being felled. He's running by, uh, you know, your your scout arbalesters. The the odd axe toss roars, uh, you know, veterans are not rushing in, but they're pursuing in an orderly fashion, still linked. That's when the real slaughter usually starts, when the enemy starts running. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the goblins being tagged in the in the leg falls over and is being trampled by the dwarves, and, uh, and you know, someone else has his hand cut off in twain, and, uh, you know, uh, then you have your little force uh, of boar spear dwarves spilling out and approaching the, um, the stag beetle who's not quite under control anymore, <laughs> sort of just waving the, those great sort of mandible things right and left, so it's difficult to kind of get a good thrust in. But, uh, yeah, you're right on top of it now. What would Vandal do when he's with his four spear dudes? I presume you're with them. Sure. Yeah, cool. Okay. What would this be? This would totally be uh, like a, a weapon versus test with some kind of intent. The Goblin Commander's weapon is totally going to be his stag beetle, and yours is going to be... My axe? Yeah, it would Yeah, it would be your axe, and then you have a whole lot of help from, from your boar spear dudes, who totally have the right weapons. 
Maybe you should make this a bloody versus. How about that? That sounds fun. So you actually have stats for a giant giant stag beetle. Not in the least. But <laughs> I can I can always pull something out of the monster burner or or, or improvise uh, an appropriate equal thing, uh, you know, armor wise and such. Don't ask how the sausage is made. Just enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the same way, I'd say that uh, the prince just simply needs to run up the length of the boar spears and engage <laughs> <laughs> the goblin in hand-to-hand combat. But probably not that <laughs> appropriate. So now, so now we know what the Hong Kong movie version of of uh, this would look like. Absolutely, <laughs> complete with sound effects for swishing fists and and so forth. Uh-huh. I'm totally paid to see Fandral do roundhouse kicks and. and <laughs> well, he'd probably be swinging his axe around in a very action adventure sort of way. Right. <laughs> Crouching dwarf. Hidden uh, dragon. <laughs> hidden beetle. I, no, it's, it's Crouching dwarf burning beetle. Oh, right. Right, right, right. <laughs> Now we get to the fun part where we're supposed to divide weapon skills between two pools, attack and defense. I'm just going to divide it equally between his six, so three, three. Let's see, advantages to bloody versus attack. I would say, since you have the boar spears, neither of you has a longer weapon advantage. He doesn't have an advantage for having the the long, crazy mandible things waving at you. And you do have a shorter weapon personally, but your longer spears can assure you, uh, you know, advancing and then cutting it. Ooh, this is tough. I'd say you're pretty equally armored, since you have the Rolls Royce of armor. You guys totally have the right kind of weapons to defeat armor, so I'm going to give you a bonus die for versus armor weapons for attack, right? And then for defense, he's getting three extra dice for armor. You're getting four extra dice for armor for your defense pool only. Okay. And you're getting a bonus die for your attack pool. And then we have general versus advantages, which you can put anywhere. I'd say he would get one for having longer strides on top of a crazy beast. No real higher reflexes. Do you have any cool appropriate forks? Sorry, I have this mental image. He reaches into his mail, pulls out this very elaborate fork only a prince would have. (laughs) Combat lobster fork. Command and or strategy to coordinate our attacks. Command, totally. I'm also giving you, like I said, uh, I'm giving you one advantage die for being right at the right place with the right stuff and putting a press on um, on him. That will be under general, your advantage uh, dive. I could fork in throwing because as I'm charging up, i hurling an axe at the guy on top, hurling a throwing axe. Sure. Just because I'm kibitzing here since I'm dragging Bruna. What about observation to find weak spots in the critter's uh, carapace? I don't have a... It's an excellent point, though, for when we start using fight, because then you will want to use perception to realize where the chinks are in someone's armor and stuff. But for now, it's just bloody verses, so it's it's a good thought. Well, I can't think of any other particularly useful things for the goblin... Uh, if you need advantages for the goblin, I'm kibitzing here. Yes, sorry. He does have a height advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, I kind of baked that in under longer stride for a general versus okay. advantage. Once again, great thinking. Where am I so far? I've got one... One extra attack. You have four extra defense. And you have... Eight to disperse. Six axe. One from my forking of throwing. And one from my advantage that you're giving me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be appropriate. That is exactly right. And I'm going against... You're going against five defense, 
and four attack. Throw another greed in here. Ah, uh, well, now, you know, I, I totally say yes when, when there was overwhelming n- number advantage on his side, but uh, eh, now it's more just, uh, you know, you're finishing them off more or less. One thing, though, I should be changing a belief here. We need to stop and write it down, but... Uh, we should, if you want to change anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I should probably have stopped it myself and asked. It's just, you know, you get so into it. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm bending all kinds of persona here. I want to at least get one back. <laughs> we'll change my tail end on. I must lead the Torvex to Scoria. I must uh, defeat the goblin attack. Sounds good. Seems more immediate than um, finding missing scouts, definitely. Well, the scouts have found themselves. <laughs> well, not the ones who went missing. I have a feeling we know what happened to the ones that went, that went missing. Oh, and goblin maybe I should, uh, should add a, I swore to help Ufkel reopen the breweries. Something I will uh, ensure he, uh, his brewers make it through the battle to get to Scoria. Nothing about Ufkel. But it's brewers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be general. If you want to be, I will make sure if Gil makes it through, I can do that. If Gil and his brewers. Have to do both of you now? <laughs> <laughs> if you want beer, my liege. Kind of already done that one, I think. Uh, you know, if I'd given you the opportunity to write them earlier, that's fine. You know, you would have written that. It's not, you know, at the end of the world. All right, then. I will spend a couple Persona as well to add to my pool, and I'll go seven attack, eight defense. Sounds good. Oh, Goblin Mage, we knew you well. I'm forgetting helping dice. Uh, you should give, get two helping dice from your four spear friends, your weapon test, which you may put anywhere you wish. I can just go one and one. Eight attack, nine defense. Okay. And we all know how the dice go, so it's not an assured victory. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so should we do uh, attack together? I'll do my four, you do your eight. All right. And roll. Ooh. Four and I'll throw a fate. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six successes. All right. I am going to spend his only fate to explore those existences. That's two more. <laughs> I guess he's more concerned about taking you out than saving his own hide. <laughs> Looks that way. In true goblin, well, goblin commander fashion. Mad goblin commander fashion. So that's two, three, four, five uh, successes on his part. And the defense. And you had a staggering nine. I have a pretty decent five. I'm going to roll it now. No, when the six is for defend, do I have to? Is that a separate fate? Yes, yes, it's okay. separate. Uh, he has he has five, five attack. Yeah. He has five attack. You have how many successes for defense? One, two, three. Yeah, only four, so I need to. If you yeah. don't want to get hurt at all, uh, that would be good. No. Ooh. No more successes? Only traitors? Yeah. Only four successes. All right. But I'm a bonehead. I presumed that you wanted to take down the beetle. This is not necessarily what you may wish to do. Let's refine intent. The goblin obviously wants to kill all, all of you. This is unlikely to happen, but that's his intent. You know, he wants the, the beetle to crush all of you. Your intent is what? Yeah, we're more interested in getting to the rider because we fear the beetle is going to be less of a threat. All right. Okay. Well, he's a mage. And he's a mage. You always kill the mage first. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, <laughs> excellent. Okay, so you're actually trying to hurt the rider more than the beetle. Excellent. Good to have that. that. Mm-hmm. That's where forking in that throwing comes in. Here, axe in the face. Well, it could be distracting him, right? So he couldn't steer the beetle properly. Um, we, 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 we could domesticate the beetle and use it for uh, a beast of burden. <laughs> like you're so optimistic. Except except for goblin the, can do it. Except for the odd fact that the beetle has been fed on a steady diet of dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want it snacking on your princesses. Yes, he keeps giving you that look. (laughs) (laughs) He's docile now. (laughs) But you never know. And despite lacking a tongue, he still seems to be licking his chops. (laughs) All right, now, a one success hit is really not terribly dangerous. But it's a both sides hit result, though. But uh, Oakdale had two. Uh, I mean, Fandral. Fandral. Fandral, two. Going to Fandral's wonderful... Axe, uh, I believe it's written down somewhere on his sheet. Axe has a, ooh, plus one advantage. I forgot that. Please roll that, uh, either for defense or attack. Only fairly, I would have done it on attack. Okay, it makes sense. That's a success. So three, then, under attack. And a three, your add is two. So, success two, you get a mark hit, which in your mm. case for your blade is a uh, ha <laughs> A slightly Fun. hurtful, almost almost deadly axe wound for for this not so terribly brawny figured goblin commander sorcerer crazy person servant of the black blood kind of thing that is a not a um not a mortal wound but I think it's traumatic or sick that's a lot of damage. Tons of damage. It's, it's not fun to be under Vandal's axe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark does damage equal to the wielder's power, plus any bonus you get from the axe. Yes, and it's written down already, so B4, B8, B12. So while you're, you know, you're not chopping him in half from the crown of his head to the crotch, it is a horrendous injury, which I'm quite... <laughs> Willing to allow you to describe just as you wish. So, uh, should I describe what's happening with the beetle as well, or? Sure, sure, sure. How do you get up uh, to reach the rider, for instance? Now, that should be a good place to start. The spears that are poking at it are kind of distracting it. So, Fandral comes along, chops a couple legs so it poof, teeters over. Ah. And puts the rider within nice overhand chopping range with his axe. Ah! <laughs> Cutting him down to size. Yes. <laughs> So is it too gratuitous to say that he, like, chops the sorcerer's hand off? If that's what he wants, that's totally cool. Uh, yes, uh, the dismemberment is totally uh, this kind of injury. Because I can see the goblin throwing up an arm to defend himself reflexively. Shwoop, yeah. That hand, gone. <laughs> no. If we can, if we can be good, gratuitous, make it a little farther up the arm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going for stumpy, you're going for gimpy. <laughs> you know, it would be appropriate if, if he throws up his arm at an angle, so you cut it off just above the elbow, and then it sinks through the arm and then into his shoulder as well, and sort of lodges there. <laughs> that sounds good. Ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, blood it's, everywhere. <laughs> yes, black, horrid, stinky goblin blood just pouring out over the axe and down the handle and, you know, spraying you in your princely beard. And <laughs> don't, don't forget beetle ichor as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're a yummy sight. He's going to die very soon, unless you do something, and I'm guessing you don't. <laughs> He got in a totally incidental hit. Uh, I think you know, his armor is, yeah, I think his armor probably just stops that too, doesn't it? 
It probably does. Yeah. We should have a look at that just for fun. Actually, right, yeah. we don't roll that. That's fight stuff. But he got you got tons of, of defense bonuses for having the armor, so that's fine. Oh yeah. You too savvy to have been hit by the big the, the big hooking mandibles. So that sounds like a wizardly dagger in the other hand. You're reading my mind. Yeah. Yay! So as you're, you know, sinking, you're cutting his arm off and, and sinking the axe head into his shoulder, you know, he's he was in the process of stabbing you. And I think because you're doing the overhead thing, he strikes you just in the armpit mm-hmm. where your arm is the weakest. And he or gets non-existent. In, and he gets in what would be for you, because you're super freaking... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, it's a stone. (laughs) (laughs) You're superficial as a B4. (laughs) Okay, so you get, yeah, you get a superficial wound, uh, which is like, you know, you know when you bump a toe, you you miss a hammer stroke and and you hit your thumb and it starts hurting a bit, like, ah, that's an incidental wound. Tempted to stab me. (laughs) Yes. Where all the uh, the chinks and stuff are, uh, the male saves you, and you feel the slightest little prick from the point of of this ugly, cruel, crusted blade. Right? You're definitely going to need a tetanus shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the nog did. Yeah. <laughs> nog for good. Right. What's inside you and outside you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to cut from there back to mm-hmm. a desperate, dragging, limping scene of, of uh, Flint and Bruna. The the goblins are in hot pursuit. I'm not going to pull you into a, a like range and cover thing now, since it's mm-hmm. already pretty late. Uh, and that would be kind of ambushy, I think, since we haven't gone over it yet. But I think we should do a, a first a speed test to see if you can, you can out limp them in the tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> Speed. Uh, I don't know if that's a good attribute, flint or not. Bruna will help you. You get one bonus die. However, she is limping, so you have one extra obstacle uh, on top of whatever the goblins saw. I'm just wondering if it would be better to go with stealth and just wait wait for them to pass. Well, how about this? Uh, let's do the speed versus test and link it to the stealth test. So if, if you get a head start. I mean, if you if you get ahead of them, uh, the stealth is going to be easier. If you don't get far enough ahead of them, then it's going to be a tougher deal to hide from them. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, speed of four, and I am out of persona, so we're just rolling four dice, well, five well, dice, but with a higher yes. obstacle. Yes, yes, yes. The obstacle is going to be whatever I roll here, which is going to be five as well, all of them helping each other. I'll roll first. You don't have anything to spend. Wow, that's a nice roll. Almost, uh, you know, one, two, three, four, five, two successes. And I have two. And is this something I can burn a fate point on? Yes. Or is this traitors? Oh, I'm going to burn a fate point because yeah, <laughs> I do want to succeed on this. Let's see. I, I, I will say I, I forgot to add the, of course, added obstacle. So they have three successes. Uh, so I would, I would definitely expand yeah. the fate. Mm-hmm. And we got another six, so keep rolling. Oh, yes. Three, four successes. Yay, we're speedy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this uh, then was a... I have a four plus Bruna, five. Versus um, three. Routine. Routine, okay, so that's... Hey, I need one of those. Well, it's it's speed, remember? It's speed Yeah, yeah, right now. 
you manage somehow to get up, you know, that sort of lunatic, oh shit, we have tons of nasties on our heels kind of mad Bruna, the, the, the way Bruna helps me is she lets me carry her. Oh. <laughs> so, but it's more like a sack of potatoes than, than, than a wedding night. But <laughs> You're staggering through, uh, I guess, the dark with what, like a, a double-handed grip around her waist? Sort of like uh, no, pro- I would imagine more like a fire, or- more like a fireman's carry, which is on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, stack of potatoes uh, over the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not even asking. Just <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, I can see that. See, this would have been an excellent point where if you had had an arbalest, you could have shot at them while you did that. I'm sure she's <laughs> telling you that right now. <laughs> And I, I really want to just avoid them. I don't want to race with them or anything. No, I get it. You get an advantage die for your stealthy test, which uh, I think is going to be, oh, up to B3, so it becomes a four die. Yeah, that's doable in theory. That's- it's a routine test, by the way, if you need to record that for advantage purposes. Uh, I record them all because I'm clueless sometimes. I got two successes. That's all you need. And I drag her into an alcove. And we wait for the goblins to pass. Right, right, okay. And they're, you or, know, they, or, you, you hear like the slap, slap of their naked feet and, and the clanging of their blades and the swearing and, and, uh, you know, the sniffing and, ah, there's something around here somewhere. Ah, and then, you know, uh, don't forget the Trixie Dwarves part. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 of course. Trixie Dwarves. Trixie Dwarves. <laughs> Alcove, or you're saying under the path, or something like that. There's a, a, a little, little bridge, like a like a little uh, arch where the water had cut under. Oh, uh, we're we're pretty near Scoria, so there's going to be a lot more crafted artifacts in the path. Yeah, yeah. So I can totally <laughs> see it hiding in a, in a culvert or something like that while they run overhead. I totally see this scene ending with the prince cleaning up. And he was a uh, remaining goblin uh, resistance, and Flint just staggering in to warn the prince about the goblins. That, that would be really cool. However, when you're hiding in the culvert... Can't do that. I know. Uh, <laughs> you can't do that. No, once the the goblins have have uh, uh, passed you, you, you begin to hear this sort of sobbing, not too far away. It's, it's somewhere ahead and possibly below you. And it doesn't sound like it at all. It's not Bruna, right? No, no, no. She's as perplexed as you are. It might be one of our dwarves. Yeah. So we'll investigate. All right. So crawling out of the... the I'll say something in in dwarvish. You know how the Indians would make bird noises and stuff like that? Well, Mm. I'm sure dwarves will make stony sound noises like... (laughs) (laughs) Like a pebble falling down. Yeah. (laughs) Or or maybe throw a pebble and and see uh, if this person's consumed with misery or grief or harm. Just just because I'm a little bit paranoid right now. Did we be goblins running overhead? Broken Bruna. You know what? Yeah, so we should we should totally make a new skill that's called Stone Talkers or something. Um, <laughs> would be totally behind that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know what? Since yeah. we're shaped from earth and stone, I'm going to say we do it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't sure. forget making rats rat sounds too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or monkey sounds, depending on your skill level. <laughs> all right, all right. So you you let that loose, and and for, for a moment the the sobbing sort of stops, and then there's silence for a bit, and then 
you hear this sort of return stone sound you would uh, associate with, is anyone there? Well, I'll, I'll crawl on o- over then going like, hey, who is this? Because I'm sure it's damn dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Crawling out of this, this culvert thing and peering down through a crack into uh, a space beneath, you see this lone uh, young uh, scout, and he's sort of drying his face. It's all, all sooty and dirty, and you know, he's picking up his helmet, and he, he's calling up, Flint, is that you? Any chance is this Froomey? Uh, no, Froomey's a little uh, more... Veteran? <laughs> yeah, the more veteran okay. type. Oh, it's no, Ty! It's who? <laughs> Ty. I'll let you figure out how to spell it. T-A-I-H? <laughs> let's, go with, let's go with T-Y-E. Ty. T-Y-E. <laughs> Ty, are you on one piece? I'm, 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 I'm good. Uh, I, I got separated from the others. The, the goblin, the goblins came and, and, and they got all of us. Well, all of them. I ran. <sighs> so ashamed. Hey, give him that dwarvish bear hug. There's no shame in running when you're outnumbered. The fact that you came back to warn the company shows your true heart. <laughs> I've got Bruno over here. We also ran into the, the to the goblins, and she's got a bad leg. We need to get back to the company. I know we're close. All right, he's, he's sort of drying his uh, eyes and sort of, you know, uh, sucking the snot up through his nose and all that. Well, Foster's morale and will help him carry Bruna, which will yes. uh, further galvanize his interest and give him less chance to run. But he says this, uh, I, well, shouldn't we, I, we, we should do something about the, shouldn't we find the, the scouts? They're, I'm sure they're still alive. I've heard their screams. You heard the, the, the goblins running overhead. I think there was a route. We need to get back to the company and reorganize and then send out an expedition, an armed expedition. All right, of course. You, you know best. That, 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 sounds, that sounds wise. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Says the youngest dwarf of the group. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm working on the graybeard stuff. I'm not quite gray yet. But the scouts like me. I, you I, are a graybeard. You're just not a long beard. Yeah. I, I, I'm, uh, what's the word? I'm oddly likable. Yes. So Ty's, what, what, 40, 50? You know, youngin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he, he thought he was coming along for an adventure. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> he just got his, uh, you know, um, scouts arbalist. You know, he, he um, probably used his last allowance, to, uh, the last of his allowance to get it and, and his armor and uh, everything. So, um, A good route builds character. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ty, Bruna, and I will we'll, we'll all limp back in, in, in the camp. And Sounds good. It's a slaughter. I mean, there's goblin parts <laughs> everywhere. By, by the giant dead stag beetle, there's a discussion whether or not, well, I, I think parts of it good eaten. Of course, slate and, and stonebones are sort of making the rounds, taking care of small cuts and stuff like that. And, hey, maybe Stomos is actually having a look at uh, Vandro, whatever scratch oh. he got. Uh, you <laughs> need some stitches in your padding. <laughs> I think uh, Fandral would just grab a tankard of beer or something, slosh it on the the wound. That's eh, good now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just keep it under observation. That's that's pretty much <laughs> his notion. Because, yeah. you know, it's not deep enough to need stitches. It's just a little perforation. Maybe more of a uh, welt. Yeah, it's going to swell up a little, but, you know, it's only going to hurt when he swings his axe, and, you know, I'm sure he won't need that anymore. 
for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll come staggering in, in the camp, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll hobble over to, to the uh, prince, and j- just with a stupid look on his face, he goes, "Sir, sir, there's goblins planning to ambush you." Would you? Would you mean Ty says this or no? Flint? No, Flint to the prince. <laughs> Even though he sees the devastated the yes, the, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're a little late. Well, that's thrilled. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. In the middle there, in the, in the fray, I was thinking maybe for a future burning wheel game, lower expedience, fewer extra dice, <laughs> lower uh-huh. obstacles. <laughs> so we're not rolling 40 dice versus 10 dice versus. Yeah, it's a bit tough to track sometimes. I thought it was very cinematic. Uh, at least in, in, in yeah. my head, it, it, it was like, mm-hmm. hi, we're sneaky yeah. goblins. We're going to attack. Oh, God, it's dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Five of them was no problem. <laughs> yeah. You also hear Oofkill. Yeah, put more, you know, we got to put more wood back in the fires. That we, you know, we skipped all the coals out. Get that thing back to steamy right. again. Because he has his priorities, of course. <laughs> Uh, well, it took a little longer than I had in mind. Next time, Scoria. <laughs> hey, we're knocking at the door. Knock, knock, knocking on the doom gates. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, Slate wasn't here to suffer things. Yeah. Uh, Arthur time. Oh, yes. Arthur too. I'm supposed uh, to give you stuff. Yes, of course. <laughs> Any beliefs that I may, may have missed because you revised them that you think are, uh, or that you know are, um, appropriate for the situation? Definitely call them out. Man, um, nothing for me this time around. Nothing at all. No, no, nothing at all. Even after I rewrote one, uh, all mine will happen next time we're in Scoria. I sh- totally should have asked you to rewrite something when you started. Uh, like, hey, I want to yeah. protect the blue like fence. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna call that my bad and retroactively say if you want to write something okay, I, for that, I can yeah. always tack it on to the uh, reopen brewery, say, you know, by helping defend, defend the, the expedition, the, yeah. the, 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 the defend the beer from the goblins. His <laughs> <laughs> priorities, never buy the expedition. Defend the beer, even if all the other dwarves fall, so long as we have the beer. <laughs> well, then he could negotiate with the goblins. I've got beer. This <laughs> <laughs> retroactive put in defend the beer from the goblins. So, is there, is there any reward for going against an instinct? Yes. It is called uh, Mold Breaker, and okay. it's totally that, that point where you realize that your belie- certain beliefs and instincts are in conflict, though you should technically play out the turmoil, the inner turmoil, though it's maybe a little tough to do that when you have a bunch of goblins breathing down your neck. It's more <laughs> that sort of moment where you're, that one breath where you have to decide what you want to do. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, never leave a task undone. Yeah. Instead, I chose to have Bruno's back. I'd say that kind of, it is doing your task, but then it was not, uh, you, you weren't satisfying the, uh, the belief, right, of, of warning the expedition. Right. And I had to make a choice there. Yeah, excellent. I, you know, uh, that's, Totally mold breaker. Mm-hmm. You take a persona for that. Yay! Not zero. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Can I get a persona for doing my belief? Yes, you do for uh, achieving it, and uh, the same goes for uh, Fandral for uh, making sure that Ulfkel didn't die horribly, and uh, for winning the, <laughs> the engagement. Quite handily. Yeah, that was some some really yeah. nice commanding. 
Uh, commanding work. If we survive this, the bards are going to love you. Because <laughs> <laughs> even though you didn't have an impassioned speech, you're going to have an impassioned speech. Uh, well, he, he had to. Well, he didn't make an impassioned speech. He did fork oratory. Uh, he he said, to project, yeah. to project yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like I said, even though he didn't have one, he will have one. Back in the song, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and brave Fandral did stay, say, <laughs> as the goblins joined the fray and all that. Oh, very um, good. As the, as the foul or nasty goblins joined the fray. Yeah, I'll have to write this one. Or let, let Ulfkill do it over beer. Uh, as the foul goblins held sway. Yeah, right. Brave yeah. Prince Fandral. Save the day. Say. Save <laughs> <laughs> the day. <laughs> Once uh, they reached Scoria, they were forced to eat Prince Fandral's minstrels. Okay, so Fandral learned two persona for beliefs. And I'm, I'm skipping the fate since uh, you achieved them, so, so to speak. Uh, and I didn't really bring in any, any trait things except for flints. Traits, traits, traits didn't get you really in trouble. Sometimes I wish there maybe was a, an award for having picked the right trait, since there's a you know right skill, right time award. But yeah, mm. I think you were all funny. So I'll give a humor fate to all of you. Yay. Hopping over to workhorse and most valued player, slaving away behind the scenes to make things work. Who was that, in your opinion? Having the right C, uh, gear, having the right skill to get yeah. the other characters safely through danger. I can see Ufkel coming up with the hot coals idea. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty quirky. Yeah. It yeah. saved the wagon, if not the day. Right. <laughs> True. Because we, we, know, we know most valuable is going to go to Fandral. <laughs> hands hands yeah. down. McGarvering the, the catapults is sort of impulsive. And I actually did put off my tree of impulsiveness. Cool. If you in trouble, though, it helped you. Hey, there is a trait. I mean, the trait. Award does say, uh, but only if invoking that trait alters the direction of a story in an unforeseen way or makes life difficult, or makes life difficult for the character. So, if I'm generous, I could say, you know, working it impulsive to trying to MacGyver something. I mean, you could get a fate out of that. It's not. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, and I guess you're mm-hmm. you're voting. You're all voting MVP. Both of you are uh, voting MVP for Fatal, which I yes. totally stand yeah. behind. <laughs> So that's uh, another persona for Fandral. And because you may need them, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to give Fandral one deeds for defeating the one of the, well, a, a highly troublesome element in the, in the underway, who, if you had failed to thwart or if, if you just made him run away with his goblins, would have stayed in the area and made lives difficult, uh, you know, for future stuff. Yeah. So defeating the Golden Commander, totally deeds, because that's going to make things easier for dwarves in the future. And we've, we've broken out the wooden stakes, and there's this line of goblin heads, and the tallest stake has the mage's head on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going to break out stakes, I'm pretty sure we can use goblin uh, spears. Spears, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let's, let's not re- hastily re- reduce our supply of firewood. <laughs> Oh, uh, Roar is, is totally, by the by, uh, after this, in, in an astoundingly good mood. Like, uh, you've probably never seen him this happy. Hey, Roar, I told you there'd be plenty of action. <laughs> Hi! And, you know, you know, drain the cup with me and all that. Just see the size of that beetle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just thinking a car. Why would you say that? <laughs> 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 and 
time having scenes of, of uh, you know, uh, Le Visiteur, the, the, you know, the French movie with Jean Renault, when he's like a knight, a knight and his toady little servant, they're sent to, to contemporary France. Uh, by a sorcerer from the Middle Ages. And the first thing they meet on the road is like this sort of French Beatlesque car and a poor postman. And they think it's a demon, a moor in a demon uh, thing. And they start hacking it apart with uh, swords and maces. <laughs> I'm being entirely serious. I mean, if you think about dwarven cuisine, things with, sure. with carapaces is, is, in the, is in the menu. Tastes like lobster. Yeah. That carapace is bulletproof. Well, it did have a flaming arrow sticking out of it, and it didn't seem to notice. <laughs> Can we scavenge some of that carapace for, for, if not armor, at least for maybe building material or shields oh, or something like that? Yeah, sure. You can you can take it apart and lug it on some mm. cart. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. that way. <laughs> I just, yeah. The brew wagon has a beetle carapace armor? <laughs> you never know. At least not while not. <laughs> You can always mount the beetle head with a huge mandible horns as a sort of uh, in the front, so it looks like a dangerous monster. <laughs> if nothing else, it'll inspire the Beetle Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad you had fun. I, I hope this was uh, an interesting sort of um, contrast to the recent politicking, backstabbery stuff. Yeah, but that's fun too. Yeah, yeah. Variety. You have so many skills that uh, you know we we hadn't used command in a while, and we hadn't used strategy almost at all, and all that. You can probably see that this game was kind of designed to be played over a monstrously long period. So there's no such thing as a burning uh, wheel one shot. <laughs> Really? It, sure. No. I mean, if, if all you're interested in the story it creates, t- it totally works. But if you're interested in seeing all the quirks of the system, it's like, yeah, sit down and let's spend a couple of years, you know, playing this campaign. I, I won't inflict that on you, but and, well, maybe we have. But uh, <laughs> the story in the ride has been very good. So, you know, huzzah. Yeah. I'm only one part of four, five now. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just glad that uh, you're enjoying yourselves. Because when I first suggested it, I was totally not sure that Bernie Wheel would be a good fit with all the moving parts and craziness. Uh, I, you know, I find myself looking forward to it more and more. And, and as, mm-hmm. you know, the week draws to an end, uh, you know, the dwarves start to come back, uh, crawl into my mind and go, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> So that's good. Mm-hmm. Those tricksy dwarves. You gotta- yes, yes, they're very tricksy. <laughs> and I don't want to sound optimistic or anything like that, but it's totally this game has totally been the kind of game where you, as a GM anyway, it's lent itself to, to uh, in imagining what might happen after, you know, if they take control of Scoria. What happens then? Well, I could have this happen and that. Oh, I'm, I'm good yeah. that the world-building creative juices are still flowing. Yeah. That's yeah, we should. Out, of, out of your your contributions with with the world map and uh, you know the, yeah. the political situation with the humans and <laughs> stuff. Well, uh, I will bid you all fondue and thank you very much for a good game. Thank yep. you. Have a great week. Oh, you were no, okay. It was just a dog. <laughs> <laughs> trying to. What happened to my browser? Go on. I'm sorry. It was, yeah, I'm I'm John today. What? <laughs> I'm, narrating. I'm narrating what happens. Yes. Um, and now I'm making the tea. <laughs> <laughs>
It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.